Alrighty then, let's get started. Speak your mind. 2.0. Coming live. In effect. Right now. Sean. Detroit. What's going on? Columbus. What's going on? Talk to me nice. like I can hear Migos on this beat too. Nigga, can hear every, this nigga Sean was on no games. I don't know who pissed in this man's cereal, but he said I'm coming for time all out, niggas. Time out, time out. Where did piss and cereal come from? Someone someone did something to him. He he Wait, angry right piss now. Piss and cereal? Pit, never heard the saying pissing your Cheerios? No. Wow. That's a that's an old saying right there, Ty. From who? It's been around for a minute. I never heard that shit. It's more or less saying who who uh, made you upset, basically. But, but still, pissing in your cereal, that, that ain't going to – I can't get past that. Hey, the ultimate sign of disrespect. I mean, no, that's an ass whooping right there, but nigga, pissing in – Hey. You got to have the balls to really do that shit. Like, how a nigga get a bowl of cereal, he, he did some petty shit to you, and you got to take it a step further and be like, nah, eat, eat this shit, drink this shit. <laughs> Hey, that's that's the ultimate display of disrespect and, and disdain. That's the ultimate display of an ass whooping right there. Facts. Hey. Anyways, yo, Detroit, where you at? Where you at, Detroit? Sean Don. Hey. Hip boy. He said, put some respect on my fucking name. He was spitting. He was spitting. You are tuned in to Speak Your Mind 2.0 SYN Networks. Speak Your Mind. <laughs> Uh, this sick, What's popping, y'all? <laughs> it is your boy, SYM Seth. It's talk to me nice or do not talk to me at all. This nigga really feeling himself today. <laughs> it's your boy, T.Y. What's going down with y'all, man? Hey, man. We just got... This is how we coming. <laughs> the weekend The weekend is finally here. You saying that because you just want to get fucked up. Oh, <laughs> boy. This weekend is well-deserved, goddammit. This nigga just want to get fucked up. That's hey, why man. you lit. We are excited. We are here today with another episode. What is this? Episode four. Yes, sir. The fourth installment of Speak Your Mind 2.0. Yes, sir. A lot to talk about, a lot to cover, and a lot of pop culture shit that needs to be exposed. So without further ado, we about to get into the shit. 
Yes, sir. Well, so, oh, go ahead, Todd. I was about to say, just college football as a whole right now, this shit is now getting to the nitty gritty. Like, so many marquee games are coming up and down the line. Like, starting off with Ohio State and Penn State, you know, just giving out, we're going to give overall predictions on like these marquee games that's coming up. Starting off with that, um, I honestly, Ohio State's going to win this game. I mean, I don't care what kind of confidence Penn State can come into this game with after having an embarrassing loss to Illinois at home in nine overtimes. I don't care what confidence they can have. If your coach is still hung over that loss, that's going to translate to your team. And on top of that, too, there's – we talked about this last time, too. Like, um, you know, James Franklin, he's been linked to a lot of college uh, programs that need a head coach, and mm-hmm. LSU was one of them. But apparently it sounded like SC is calling his name. And, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he went to either or, but it sounded like USC is a more, like, you know, destined future. But it's just like the fact that you called the horseshoe the big house and you still represent Illinois in your press conferences, it's like, yeah, y'all y'all physically might be ready to go head-to-head, but mentally y'all not. Because the only thing Ohio State really needs to do on both sides of the field is just come out with two straight haymakers of plays, and that's going to honestly take Penn State out of the game. Like, I know they got, you know, Jahan Dotson, one of the best Big Ten receivers and one of the best – um, overall receivers in college football right now, but just I just don't see them pulling this win out after what they went through with uh, Illinois still. Boy, well, after all that, literally last week, that watching that game was just like Penn State, you literally shot yourself in the foot. You couldn't shot their own ass in the foot, literally. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't ask for a more debacle of a game I've ever seen in my life. Not, it took nine overtimes just for you guys to lose to Illinois, a team that basically last week was a, a gear-up week for this week. So it, Exactly. And, like, it's one thing when you lose to to actual top-ranked opponent in Iowa. That right. was an okay loss. We'll take that. But the fact you lost at your home stadium to a team that y'all know for a fact y'all should have blown out. But the fact they beat y'all on the ground with giving up, what, 350 yards rushing or something like that, like, they didn't have to throw the ball. They just ran the ball on y'all. And then, again, it took y'all nine overtimes. Nine overtimes. That's nine not a long. That's not the new longest overtime game in college football. Mm-hmm. LSU and Texas, they never had that a few years ago. But still, though, like, nine overtimes? And y'all lost to a backup QB. Hey, man. <laughs> a backup QB that came from fucking Michigan. Let, let's not even go down that route. Dang, but, that's right. It was Peters that threw that touchdown pass. <laughs> anyways, but, no, uh. Yeah, for Penn State to lose, uh, how they lost. Yeah, how they lost, and for them to lose this game, it it is a big head scratcher. But I don't know. I still give them a a glimmer of hope. A glimmer of hope. That glimmer is very well glimmer because again, when your coach is mentally not in, into this rivalry game that y'all call it for y'all because y'all are y'all consider us y'all rival. I mean, it's what it is. But if your coach is still not mentally ready for this game. Again, it's going to translate to the team. I just and, feel like – And I don't care what he says about Sean Clifford being 100% healthy. All them shots he took against Iowa and those shots he took against Illinois, mm-hmm. imagine what this front seven will do with dialing up blitzes or now getting into the uh, getting into the pass rush and sacking Sean Clifford. Very true. I'm like, I, don't, I don't wish nothing bad to happen to him in that game, but it's just like it takes one good shot for you to go out the game again. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like – I'm still trying to give them a, a chance because, you know, it is – what do they have to play for anymore? I mean, not Nothing. shitting anymore. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, they are probably trying to come in here and play spoiler. 
I mean, as always, but I just, again, I just don't see it. With Ohio State's confidence on both sides of the field rising in a, you know, great rate, I just, I don't see it. And when your coach is actually pumping you up in pregame, because we've seen that with Ryan Day did against against Indiana, I think that's the first time we ever seen Ryan Day that pumped. Yeah, he was for a, for in pregame. I he, ain't never seen him act like that. He was definitely lit. He was definitely excited. So, and that's why we came out. We did what we did. He gave up one touchdown the entire game and didn't do shit Amen. with any end of it. But I'm not saying we're gonna have a shutout against Penn State, but they're gonna get some points off. But just overall, once once Ohio State hits that second gear or third or fourth, it's it's just mm-hmm. a done deal. I don't think that defense that don't get me wrong. That defense for Penn State is gonna probably keep them in the game, but. If you know Ryan Day, how he is, he loves to just – and he loves to attack your strengths, not your weaknesses, your strengths, mm-hmm. and turn that to his bitch. I'm, I'm dead serious. That's what he likes to do. Yeah. We'll, but, uh, we'll definitely see, though. Yeah, but we definitely will see. But, yo. On the flip side, though, we got – Yo, Michigan. Yes, we got to talk about Yo, Bible Michigan Rings. Wolverines and the Michigan State Spartans. I ain't going to lie, though. I really want to see, okay, how 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 are these two rival, rivalries going to turn out because – both teams are undefeated. Mm-hmm. Both teams made a drastic change in the offseason. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that both teams are meeting in, in the, the top, top 10, 10 and 7-0. and Exactly. So, and it's at Michigan State. And what, the last time I think I've seen, I, the last game I remember vividly was, what, 2018 when y'all went to Michigan and Devin Bush yeah, the, did what he did on mm-hmm. the uh, end zone and in the middle of the field. Yeah, uh, tore up that turf like, nigga, we own y'all niggas. And then they win the game still. Uh no actually order that no twenty eighteen twenty eighteen we won twenty eighteen twenty nineteen y'all lost yes mm. and twenty twenty y'all lost again too right yes so would you be safe to say Michigan's out for revenge of course <laughs> this so, is little bro for a reason right. I I still believe that Mike Hart with him being on the oh game. man that just hit me now oh yeah he yes. definitely he he definitely probably implemented that during up to this week mm-hmm, most definitely so I mean. I, we have a lot of. Y'all have a lot to prove this game. I'm not gonna lie. Granted, <laughs> yes, yes, we have a lot to prove. I'll just say it like this: their strength, Michigan State's strength is defense on defense is the rush. That's so always they're, they're that's great. always been their strength. Whether they're, they were good or bad, that's always been their strength or defense. Right. They're all they're gonna have our number when it comes to running the ball. It is really gonna come down to if we can execute on throwing the ball and making big plays and. Hitting uh, key plays when we are in the red zone. That I don't think it's main. just that. I just think y'all need to get the right players in the right position to make those plays. Correct, but we we can't be shy to throw the ball down. Yeah, the field. we can't we can't do that. We can't do the normal five and out, ten and in, all that shit. We need downfield vertical threats. And y'all don't need to keep playing that nigga McCarthy. I'm sorry. This is a game you do not need to play him. I'm sorry. It, this late in the, the season, you don't time, need to. The only time I will give the okay for them to play McCarthy is if he's coming in a passing situation and just to give them a ooh, shit, a new look on on offense. That's the only viable reason. I don't want him to just – I don't want him to just come in. And, and run it, the ball. Yeah, and it looked like – Nigga, you, you're coming in just to run the ball. I don't want him in those kind of situations. I want him to actually be able to run the offense or give him a chance to run the offense. But So, on the flip side, so what do you think defensive-wise y'all need to do to their offense with Kenneth Walker being a top-tier running back and them having actual deep threat at wide receiver? Uh, running the ball, I'm not too worried about that. I feel like, like I said, we have our defense is one of the top leading defenses in the rushing category. 
for uh, rush yards allowed. So I'm not too worried about that. But the back end, though, the R secondary, that is where my main my main cause of worry is. Because you already know they're going to throw the ball. Yes, they definitely are. But from what I've been looking at, it's – excuse me. Uh, they are mostly big play – they're a big play kind of team. So they need the big play to set up their running back or – they just need a big play to uh, spark the offense. So if we can limit them to that, exactly. If we can get uh, corners in position to uh, stop stop them, uh, to get key stops on third downs, I mean, I feel like we could be in good shape and good position to win the game. It, it just depends on the secondary. Secondary so, is key. So real quick, um, just for both both games, um, Ohio State, Penn State, and um, Michigan State and Michigan. Um, so what do you uh, predicted scores will be when um, we put this out. When it's all said and done, yeah. Um, it's, I'll say the Michigan Michigan State game is going to be mid. that's going to be a closer game. Yeah, it's going to be closer. I, I'm gonna give them because the spread is only like they only giving us four points. So. I thought it was a, I thought it was a seven point. Hell no, they only giving. But us I can see why though, because they because both y'all defense is, is actually more legit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But damn, I'm still like. Four points. Um, I will take that honestly, because we eighteen point favorite. Yeah, hey, I rap shit. I want to have a bigger lead though. But I mean, me personally, I feel like it's gonna be close, and I feel like it might come down to like a late touchdown or a late field goal. So yeah, I'll, I'll say, say. Go ahead, go ahead, give your score. I'll say forty thirty seven for mm. Ohio State Penn State. No, 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 no for y'all for y'all Michigan. You said forty eight. Forty to thirty seven. Oh, I'm like holy shit. Who's <laughs> scoring forty eight points? Now keep that. Now we gonna keep keep that forty eight. For Ohio State, Penn State, but I think it's gonna be forty thirty seven. But I don't know who's gonna win. Honestly, it's a t- it's a coin flip for me. I don't know. I don't see maybe like thirty five, thirty four, thirty five, thirty four. Michigan, um, twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty six, somewhere around there for Michigan State. Something now like back that. to Ohio State and Penn State real quick. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I I don't know, man. The, the way our offense is looking, I just. I've been saying I've been saying this since game one, day one. Ohio State's offense is a ninety nine overall. So, because we can hit you with the pass, or we can hit you with the run. Yes, you guys are very fluent. You guys know how to. You guys know how to do it all. I'll just put it like that. There's not a whole lot of back and forth wrongdoing you guys do on offense. Right. But it's just that defense. That's as far as is. I mean, y'all, yeah, y'all will go as far as the defense will take you. And I feel like the defense will take as far just again with the confidence that they have. And I feel like um, just to wrap that up real quick, I feel like the final score for us, we because we, we're scoring past thirty points. I'm just saying that right now, we're mm. scoring past thirty. I'll give you that. So honestly, if I had to put it at best, I'll say forty-five, fourteen, Ohio State. You only give them fourteen points. Damn. Because let that pass rush get to Sean Clifford, their offense is done. Right. They don't have that superior. They don't have that superior running game, and Jahan Dotson can only do so much. Right. Granted, they have other receivers, but you know who the main guy is. Excuse me. Yeah. Shit. Bye, bye, y'all. I'm over here yawning. Um. <laughs> this nigga loves to take his work, homeless. Not. I, 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 clearly, clearly, I said comas, not sleep. Comas. <laughs> I'll be knocked out, y'all. Yeah. Um, fourteen. That's that's pretty low, in my opinion. I at least give them twenty. I give them. I throw them. I mean, that's a. 20. I mean, that's a six point different, but still, still, that, still having, though, like having fourteen. That's pretty tough. Right. But what the fuck? Uh, keep talking, time. 
So, but yeah. Oh, and on top of that too, Georgia and Florida play this week. Play this week too. Now, granted, Florida is no longer a contender for the SEC title game, but fuck it, is a rivalry game with Georgia, a neutral side in Jacksonville, Florida. I got Georgia winning that game regardless of who the QB is between Stenson Bennett or JT Daniels. I just the way Georgia is clicking right now, I don't see them stopping until they get to the SEC title game, where I hopefully believe that they'll see Alabama in the near future in that game, honestly. But um, as far as like Georgia and Florida, I got Georgia winning that game uh, comfort comfort of uh, comfortably because yeah, just how they how they're playing this season is legendary with that defense and the offense is clicking. Regardless of who the QB is, still just I got Georgia winning that game. For sure. Um, yeah, I got Georgia winning that too. Um, Georgia's just looking like the predominant uh, team in the SEC right now, besides right. Alabama. But right. I mean, like I said, we we pretty much we pretty much going to see that game in the SEC title game. Yeah, that's we, it. Yeah, that's if Alabama doesn't lose to uh, what Auburn because LSU they fucking hurt, so they might not even play it. Uh, they gained it. LSU boy, they that's that's turmoil. That's turmoil happening in front of our eyes right now literally so but um but yeah i got george winning that game for real and uh, yeah that's about it for the marquee games yeah uh, for the marquee games uh texas oh texas and baylor um i got Baylor winning that game i'm sorry i don't i don't see texas winning that game like just all the hype about texas is is they always set themselves up to just you know just to crash and burn right before our eyes and then when you think they have some hope they let a team just literally run down the field, score in a late field goal or a late touchdown. They lose by either three or one. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. So I agree. I agree. Um, I got Baylor win that, winning that too. Um, Oklahoma, they're probably going to win their game. I believe. Who did they play? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Uh, but we get we we get the gist. We know the gist of everybody. Um, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. Though I feel like this is going to be the week of where everybody gets solidified for the playoff ranking. Yeah, because because the next the week the playoff ranking, ranking comes out. For, right. The first play, playoff ranking comes out. Now, real quick before we get to the next topic, who do you think might be the first uh, first team first, first bracket first bracket for the first four? Because uh, you know we already know shit ain't solidified till like December what like twelve or yeah something like that. So, After all the championship games. Yeah. So other than Georgia, who's clearly number one? Who's two through four? Um, I got Cincy still at number two. You got Cincy at two? Yeah, I still got Cincy at two. Um, uh, Bama at three. Three, Bama. And then got Oklahoma out there. You got multiple teams out there. Is that fourth one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in all honesty, I see y'all probably going to make your way up there somehow. Y'all probably going to be the fourth team by, by the end of the year when it's all said and done. For I feel you. I, I, I can see why. But as far as, like, my prediction for the top four other than Georgia being one, mm-hmm. um, honestly, man, I'm going with us at number two. I'm just going to say it. I'm, I'm going to put us at two. Um, I'll put Bama at three. And I'll I'll, only, I'll only say hold off on y'all at two because I just want to see everybody get through the gauntlet of the. Oh yeah, for sure. no, no, I, no. I, de- I definitely understand that, but I just feel like right now we just yeah we playing with an all time high on confidence. So mm-hmm. and I feel like that's not going to stop. It's crazy it, before because we're going to get off this topic though. But it's just crazy to me with Ohio State. We thought we thought this was going to be like the down down year. I didn't think so, but. They ob- they find some way just somehow to creep back up there and be in the top four somehow. But it's again, like, low key, go back to twenty fourteen. Look what what ha- look what happened with that team. 
We had a QB who never played a lick of college football in his life. We lose early in the season. We have all these marquee games to get us our confidence back. Mm-hmm. We get it back. Our first test was that Michigan State game, and that was a classic in itself. We won that game because of the 2013 Big Ten title game that we should have won. Right. We played that game. We went to Penn State, beat them in overtime on a Joey Bosa uh, game in the sack. We beat him. We beat y'all uh, in the last game of the season. But then what happened to JT Berry? He goes hurt. So then what? Z comes in and just wins us a game. The Big Ten title game. We literally shut down one of the, you know, top Heisman uh, contenders at the time in Melvin Ingram at Wisconsin and literally whitewashed their ass mm. with their third-string QB in Cardell. Then we pulled the unstoppable. Um, Unthinkable. Unthinkable by beating the almighty Alabama. I don't care who their quarterback was. It's Alabama and Nick Saban. Right. We beat them. And then we just blew out Oregon in the national title game, and boom, we national champions. So, I'm not saying we about to win the chip this year. I'm not saying that because we still got a lot ways to go and a lot more games to play. Mm -hmm. But we're kind of mirroring that team as far as, like, okay, we lost the early season. We had a we have a brand new QB who never played a ga- who never played a game in his life in college football, and we have a defense that's you know finding is now getting back to what they should have been. Now, granted, the defense twenty fourteen wasn't necessarily bad, but they wasn't being criticized like um, this defense was early in the season. Right. So, but my top, well, yeah, my top four is Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, and Cincy, because mm-hmm. I don't, I just, I don't trust Oklahoma. I really don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't trust them either either. So we definitely have to see this week. Like I said, the next, this week and the just following the, just weeks. the following just the following later games. We gonna see who's who's really about what. Yeah, we gonna see who's talking that that cash money. Right now, NBA man, look, this season gonna be something because I mean, there's so many teams out here that's impressed me right now, like the Bulls. Um, I ain't gonna lie to like granted Atlanta. This their record ain't ain't like too like you know eye opener, but they just fun to watch. Yeah, they. I can agree. Because when they played the Pelicans, I'm like, damn, this shit is good. Wa- they were fun to watch in the playoffs. Exactly. Oh, no. It, it was them. And then, of course, you know, Golden State with Steph. And this nigga, John Morant. He, man. When, him, he, when he went out with Steph, boy. Was it? It was uh, – I was watching his highlights when he was going against the Lakers. That, what was that? On Thursday. Like, Fucking A. What is going on with our – Camera guys, keep on talking. Talk. What was it? Last Thursday. Yeah, it was last Thursday. Um, Clipper. So that that nigga, he on something else too. But just overall, though, man, this season going gonna be a good one. Now, my thing is the Lakers. Like, granted, that's on my team, but I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm gonna rock with him anywhere he goes. But just him alone, man. I mean, like, granted, he's hurt, but <laughs> there's been a lot of niggas talking about West Westbrook don't fit with the Lakers and shit. <laughs> I mean, but my thing is like when it comes to that though, like what did y'all expect? Like this is how he how he plays. Like he's aggressive with the ball. Like he likes to take his shit. He's going to turn the ball over. Like y'all should have known what y'all was getting once they you know picked him up. And I'm talking about the fans, not the organization. They already knew that off rip. But the fans, I'm like, y'all should have known this. This is how this nigga plays. Like he's not like. <laughs> This nigga said almost dropped the camera and shit. Like literally fumbling and fumbling, but shit, we we still going shit. But um, <laughs> but yeah, man, just my thing is with the Lakers is like the fans gonna have to chill out because they should have known what they was getting themselves into once Russ came to the team. Honestly, 
with Russ. I don't know that with the Russ experiment. That's what I'm calling it. The Russ experiment. The Russ experiment. Because I don't. I'm just trying to think. Like their lineup with him and him off the court is just fucked up, in my opinion. It's like I feel like they should have. I'm about to like flip my shit, y'all. Just. Anyways, uh, Russ is uh, with their lineup with Russ. I think Rondo should be coming in with LeBron because they was talking about maybe should Russ come off the bench. Yes, I feel like Russ should run the second team. I feel like because if you have Braun, Rondo, AD, um, um, who was a shooting guard? Uh, Horton Tucker. Okay, and who I who am I missing? Yeah, who is that big man? It can't be AD because he he's playing a power, he's playing the power forward. Dwight, maybe. Yeah, but so it, when the hell did they get DeAndre Jordan though? Yeah, he came he came off of uh, waivers last year because he was on the Nets last year too. That's what I'm saying. Like, when but, the hell did they get him? Yeah, I don't know. He was the, one of those sneaky pick pickups, but I don't know. Just what I feel like that should be the starting five, and then they should let Russ run the two run the second squad with Melo, right? Because you can, you're gonna have that burst of speed and energy with Russ on the floor, and then you're gonna have Melo in the corner somewhere shooting. So I mean, you still have you still have viable options of scoring when everybody gets off the f- when the first team gets off the court. Right. But I don't know. I think they. I think they're still trying to figure that part out. I think they want to have that super team on the floor at all times, and I don't think that's that's gonna work. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel it's a, it's a definitely a uh, process. They definitely got to figure each other out, but it's only like game four, game three, so got time. We, yeah, we got a lot of basketball, to, uh, a lot of ba- a lot of basketball to see, but just overall, this season gonna gonna be, gonna be uh, turning out good in the end, honestly. And I literally don't know what's going on with our camera, y'all. Like we just like like the last podcast that we about to that we gonna upload. Like literally, like all we did, like. We cut off at the right time before that shit cut off on its own, so I'm kind of happy about that. But today, this shit is just really fucking with us, and he's about to really flip again. <laughs> this shit, I don't know what's going on either. But other than basketball, though, man, like, we don't have that much NFL for y'all to talk about, but I ain't gonna lie, though. This hockey, NHL, though, like, what I've just been reading about lately on Sports Center when it came to the Blackhawks, man, that, that shit right there, that's something. So. I'm pretty sure now, by now, a lot of y'all that follow sports or just watch Sports Center, y'all probably uh, saw by now. But um, the Chicago Blackhawks, obviously, they care about more winning than actually taking cases seriously. So, long, <laughs> taking cases seriously. Yeah. So, long story short, one of the a former uh, Chicago Blackhawks player pretty much was sexually assaulted by a member of the uh, I want to say training staff, I believe, and just. Yeah, so long story short, they won the uh, championship in 2010 or 2011, but mm-hmm. the thing is, too, when it was first reported to them, they just pretty much uh, brushed that shit to the side. <laughs> so now, 10, not, 9, 10 years later, here it is again, and then recently we found out, um, I think their general manager had resigned once he heard about this report that finally came out 10 years down the line. So I'm just like, is is that really what we coming down to now? Like y'all, you know, owners and GMs, y'all really, y'all really care about just winning and not care about player safety at this point. Like really, I feel like that's what like most organizations in in this business of sports entertainment. Like everybody just cares about getting that chip, getting that money, 
who casualties what are those that's that's what i feel like everybody's on right now but who am i i mean just still though when i heard first heard i'm like how do y'all wait 10 years for a report to resurface again like i i just don't get it and like i said they they knew about what happened, but they were so focused on winning the ch- uh, championship that year. Again, they just they uh, pushed that shit to the side. And on top of that, too, the uh, staff member that did it that did it to the player, he ended up celebrating with them and got a whole ring too. Money talks. That's that's all I'm gonna leave it as. Money talks and bullshit walks. Yep. Oh, sidebar for everybody that's going to listen to this is probably just going to be the audio version for y'all right now. Uh, storage wise, we are out of storage time. So, dang, how we only did four four episodes? You gotta think about it. We got a lot of clips, <laughs> a lot of clips, and we've been saving a lot of uh, videos on that SD card. Damn. So, so we probably just gotta move some stuff off of it. But you guys will get the audio. Episode four will be on SoundCloud and uh, Anchor and Apple and Spotify. So, so hey, YouTube, make sure, hey, make sure YouTube, Patreon. We sorry, but. Still, we still putting shit out there. Just y'all can't see us actually put shit out, but it is what it is. Right. So <laughs> go. Still, make sure you go see episode one, two, and three right. on YouTube and Patreon because exactly. all those will be up there. Exactly. So yeah, keep doing that too. But <sighs> in further news, uh, next topic, sir. Uh, was it? We are on. Or we talked about NHL. Uh, pop culture, state of the culture. Oh my God. Oh man. Like Miss Jada Pickett Smith. This woman must be fucking stopped. I'm sorry. Like Miss Entanglement. At this point, I don't know what the fuck to call her. I mean, literally like Succubus. I, as an actress, I love Jada Pickett. Honestly, you do. I do. Like just her work on camera, like top of the line. But lately, it's just like when she when she came up with the idea of this red table talk. It sounded like a great idea. It did, but once that entanglement conversation came out. You pretty much ex- just exposed not just only yourself and Will Smith and August Alcina, but you pretty much exposed to everybody that you out here just not giving a fuck about who you laying in the bed with <laughs> anymore or just having a relationship with. Like, let's just keep it real. That whole entanglement, uh, Red Table Talk, that was just her defending what she did to Will and August because she used both of them. Let's mm-hmm. call that what it is. Yeah. Because think about it. You are, you are a married woman. You invited you invite August to your house. That's strike one. Definitely, who was going through a lot of shit. Exactly, and I get it. He was seeking for help, but honestly, I don't think you were the right person to give him that help. So you strike. Were, you were helping him with your cooch, not your. I mean, probably you were ho- you were helping him in other ways too. But, but you got to think too, Jada. She's a natural nurturer. So a guy like August, who is looking for comfort and nurturing. She gave that to him in that coochie, but we gonna we we gonna lead up to that. So strike one. <laughs> so strike one. You invited you invited him to stay in the house. Second, strike out. You develop a friendship with him. Now, granted, you he knew you know uh, Willow and Jaden like when they were younger, but still, you as Jada Pinkin, you developed that your own relationship with him personally. So that was strike two, and then three. You was fu- you you were fucking him in your own house where mm-hmm. Will was. Laying that now, you can say y'all was, y'all was on a break, but y'all weren't divorced, so y'all still married. Y'all just were separated at the time. There's no breakup in a marriage unless it's actually a divorce. All up in that cooch. So it's just like yeah. So you fucked him in your own house where literally Will lives at still. He was blind. He was blind swimming in there. <laughs> so so when he finally asked you, so what happened? 
and you try to flip it as to call it an entanglement, the only thing you were entangling was his dick inside your pussy. That's all that shit was. <laughs> Am I lying? No, you're not lying. I'm just, it's just crazy. It's like, bro, what? It's like, what more can Will do for you at this point? Because now recently, now you got Gwyda Paltrow on the show with your mom talking about y'all's sex life and talking about pretty much like it was hard for y'all. I'm like, lady, this man gave you two kids. It must not have been that hard. I mean, just, again, what more can Will Smith do for her at this point? Because everyone's telling this nigga, bro, leave this bitch. He's making, she's making our childhood friend, or not friend, I said friend. Our childhood, like, icon, our hero, look like a, a simp. Yeah, simp, scrub, all that shit. I don't know. How. You know you know why I feel like she's, <sighs> you know why I feel like she's doing this? Why? Because he didn't imprint on her like like Tupac did. Mm. Let's call that. Let's call it. That what was it her is. first love. Like, like, let's call that what it is. Twenty six years ago, Tupac died. Um, Twenty five years ago, Pac died. But yes, somehow, some way, he's still having an impact on Jada to this day. I mean, cause think about it. She ball headed now too. Hell, Mary. Like she ball headed now. Like granted, now I ain't reference to him, but just you got to think of all the shit she's been doing to Will lately. So you obviously we're back to like okay. If Pac was here, you y'all definitely would have been together, and y'all definitely wouldn't be going through all this bullshit. Yeah. Like red table talk does not even come about. <laughs> Honestly, that shit doesn't come about. Y'all don't y'all not you know being in the open relationship. Y'all ain't doing none of that shit because mm-hmm. Pac ain't because Pac ain't gonna go for that. How you know? You think maybe he could have? He ain't doing that shit. I don't know. I'm just being honest. He ain't doing that shit. But just my whole point is this: stop trying to you know uplift women by telling them. All the shit that you do to your husband by embarrassing him, throwing salt on his name as an actual husband, as an actual provider for you. Because a lot of women, there's a lot of women out there that are great with her on what she's doing. Yeah. And it's like, y'all just more, y'all just more fucked up than she is. Because y'all, y'all are okay with exposing your significant other and talking about how, well, if you love me, you should know me. No, the fuck we don't. Because honestly, I feel like in any relationship, you're constantly still going to learn about that other person. Right. Like, you might see what they really are on inside, but just on a mental thing, you don't know what they thinking up there still. Mm-hmm. You're constantly – people are constantly changing every day. So, for a female to really think that men are supposed to read y'all fucking minds, y'all y'all know for a fact we ain't about to do that shit. Hell no. We can't we can't read shit. That's what y'all be thinking. Man. Because y'all, think y'all thinking one minute, y'all think one thing one minute, and then switch it up the whole second later. Like – you were just you were just talking about this. How we get up here? Women out there, we are very simple-minded people. We we think one thing. Well, okay, I'm I'm being very very sarcastic when I say this, <laughs> but like Ty was saying, we are not out here reading your minds. We are like one 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 eye focused on like one thing. We you could be talking about twenty different other things just to get to one thing. We just want plain and simple, straight to the point. Boom! This is what you need. This is what you want. We can go get that. And That's y'all know. And y'all know the same. Men, we're built logically. Women, y'all built straight, emotionally. Straight like that. So it's like, I, I be I be having my own battles with with females, just trying to have conversations. And it's just like, I be wanting to pull my hair out. I'm like, it is not that hard. Why are we thinking so outside of the box? It's like really cut and dry and plain and simple. But. Again, females are emotional beings, so you know you just gotta 
Definitely just gotta go with it sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes you just need to fucking leave, honestly. I mean that too. That shit is not worth the fucking headache or drama that you know you in with the with the chick that just who don't know what the fuck she want. If anything, that's that's yeah, that's just my thing. But to add to the topic at hand, Joe, it's just like Jada Pickett, just stop, stop, stop embarrassing this man Will Smith because like. Again, we don't know what they go through on the inside, like w- without cameras in their face or no shit. We don't know none of that. But the fact that you still remain, you still remain to go on camera in front of not just a live person, but two live people, if anything, but have it being broadcast to millions of people online. Mm-hmm. The fact you can still do that and still talk down on your husband, that's a that's a problem. That just sounds like a woman who just was only with him just to be with him. Like, she definitely wasn't there. Going, go, definitely going through some shit at that Because, honestly, I felt I just felt like after, you know, they had Jade, uh, Will, uh, Jaden and Willow, it's just like she was just there just to be there. Like, she didn't want to be there no more. Again, again, we don't know what they what they go through off, like, with no cameras around them. We don't. But seeing what she's been talking about recently, it's just like, okay, so did you ever really love Will? Because, <laughs> again, if Tupac was still living, you definitely would have would have been with him. You can say what you want to say, but how you talk about him still to this day lets me lets us all know. You still got some type of feelings for him. It's the fact that his spirit is still entangled with her, and Key, he's dead. Keyword entangled is telling you a lot on how much of an imprint he left on her. Whether they had sex or not, I believe they did because again, ain't no way. Y'all said y'all been y'all like y'all are friends and it's more than just sex. I don't I don't care. Y'all y'all tried it a few times, but y'all just didn't like it or y'all didn't or you don't want to admit that you liked it. Some penetration was ha- being had. Yeah, I don't care what she says. Like I know for a fact y'all did it at least a few times, but then y'all just didn't think about you know taking a step further. But right. y'all definitely had sex. But just it's just the fact that this man's spirit is still again intertwined with her and he's been there for 25 years soul ties exactly my point the fact that he still has that on her and she's in a whole relationship a whole marriage mm-hmm. with a great with a great overall guy and will smith lets me know right there you just you just using him at this point honestly hey man well because let will smith be single <laughs> true true a lot of women coming his way because he even admitted he thought about cheating on her with halle berry I'm like, nigga, take that chance. <laughs> <laughs> Throw caution to the wind. <laughs> well, moving on from one slayer to another, a little bit more uh, personal, um, Mr. Mac Miller, R.I.P. Mac Miller. Yeah, man. Um, we More information has come, come out, and I believe they have arrested that. Uh, yeah, they're arrested the uh, guy that dealt him his drugs that right. had the fentanyl on it. That laced so, it with the... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, what was else? Uh, it was fentanyl and what? Uh, I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a it's lot. A, but it's just, some other shit. But well, the moral of the story is the guy that you know gave Mac Miller the drugs is now being is now in custody and is facing twenty years of life. Facts. Round of uh, round of applause for getting the guy. Exactly. Now, now my thing is like you know, I get you know rappers you know most like you know some of them do drugs and stuff like that to ease their pain because they gonna do depression. I understand that expensive pain. And sometimes you know them you know taking the drugs ends up costing them their life. I understand that too. But 
I just feel like we need to focus more so on the suppliers that actually give these celebrities these drugs. It ain't just rappers, it's celebrities in general. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, recently, too, you know, Omar from The Wire, he passed on a drug overdose, and he had fentanyl and cocaine. Right. So my thing is, like, um, we need to actually put a shine a light on these suppliers that are giving these celebrities these drugs because at the end of the day, you're part of this suicide crime because – you're handing them the, their drugs. Mm-hmm. And, you again, you can lace them. You can do whatever to them. But as long as they get their niche, then that satisfies, that's satisfiable to you because you're getting paid giving them the drugs. Right. They're always going to come back. Right. It's like, you're, it's like they're paying you to kill themselves. And that's okay with y'all. So I feel like we need to, you know, hold those suppliers more accountable than the actual celebrity that took their own life because of the drugs that they took. For sure, because they don't know. Granted, mo- majority of the time they don't know what's in their drugs, um, and they just be copping them off rip. So right, I don't know. I I just it's just crazy to me that we're, people are really putting fentanyl in drugs and other sub- substances, and it's just like I I don't get what. I don't know. I don't. I don't do that. I just smoke, y'all. So you know. I mean, I don't do none of that, but still, just I just I, don't understand what. What draws you to do fentanyl? What makes you want to do all I that? I mean, but like, I mean, I like, know. let's just keep it real. Like, this, the celebrity industry as a whole is just fucked up. I mean, yeah, like you, you got execs. You, it's a lot of shit that you know. Granted, we ain't a part of, but we see it on a daily basis, whether we on social media or not. It's just constantly in our face because you know, again, movies can low key expose Hollywood for what it is. Like, you know, you got literally exec executives like doing coke in front of you while talking about a movie plan or whatever doing just sniffing a line in front of you <laughs> all, and like just a whole bunch of other shit that goes down but still just yeah mm-hmm. just the celebrity life as a whole is just so fucked up and it's like you know people you know they some people want that fame but it's like do you want the fame and do you want to do you want to deal with what comes with the fame right a lot of you know just you know distractions a lot of a lot of everything comes your way but my thing but the thing is are you willing to are you mentally tough enough to be around that and not succumb to the peer pressure that will come with being a celebrity or just being in that lime life honestly can you that's just the bottom line with that that's about it Ty. i'm with you too I, I don't i just don't agree with the whole fentanyl thing i don't really see why we're putting why dealers are putting i mean i get it i get the economic sense of it because you know you get them hooked once and then they're that's a that's a uh that's a dub every time right but i don't know i just i just don't understand it's like that's that's just not cool that's just not what i want to see us doing as a people black people white people just anybody you know and i definitely don't want to see Innocent people get their lives taken just because someone wants to uh, make a monetary gain or anything like that. Because so Mac Miller, there was so much Mac Miller was going to bring to the rap game, man. Bro, Mac, just, Mac he, was on some shit, bro. Exactly. Like, it's just, and ain't just him, too, man. Like, Juice World too. Like, yep. one of those guys was just like, give him more time. Like, he was going to do shit. So, just, so yeah. But at the end of the day, man, still, RIP Mac Miller to this day. But I'm just, I'm just glad they got his supplier, you know, arrested, you know, because – Again, you also committed you committing a crime too, as far as like if that uh person dies from what you gave them, so you're a part of that crime too. Just so, right. That's my thing. <sighs> okay, well, from someone being deceased to someone that's being alive, but their car- their career is trying to get deceased and canceled. 
uh, Mr. Dave Chappelle. So man, okay. So look, I was really you know wary on this subject because of what you know. I'm pretty sure a lot of people already know about. But um, again, y'all already know this. You know, he had put out a, a you know comedy special called The Closer on Netflix. By the way, funny as fuck. Fire. Exactly, fire as hell. And he talks. If y'all know Dave Chappelle, he talks about real shit. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just call that what it is. He's one of those comedians that give you the real shit and just makes makes it funny by giving you you know real facts. So, you know, he made there was a course y'all seen the, y'all already seen a clip by now, but. There was a clip from his special that was highlighted because of who he was talking about. He referenced the baby and he referenced, you know, the LGBT community. And he pretty much said, you know, you can shoot and kill a person in America. Right. But you can't talk about a gay person. (laughs) He's not lying. I mean, literally, like, you can do anything else in the world. But the moment you talk about a gay person, if you're a major celebrity, (coughs) you're getting canceled. Man, that is the LGBTQ plus whatever the acronym is because I keep on forgetting how many letters are in that shit. But no disrespect, don't cancel me. But y'all are one of the biggest gangs out here. That's a fact. And it's like it's not like we trying to like throw shade on y'all. It's just like, again, we're just, you know, coming from a place of truth. Like the moment y'all got, you know, the y'all rights to, you know, to be okay to, you know, be whatever you want, want to be like, hey. Just, you know, do you, you know, I don't care what you want to be. You want to be gay, be gay, mm-hmm. you know, just do you. But it's just the fact that you guys are now punishing people off of what they believe and you want them to be canceled. Like, for example, again, I'm like one of the major topics that happened a few years ago when it came to the Oscars, Kevin Hart was so pumped to host the Oscars. That was one of his like, that was one of his like, you know, bucket list things to do was to host Oscars, Oscars I think. Mm-hmm. And. Out of nowhere, y'all pull up an old clip from 2008 when he made a joke about, you know, gay people <laughs> that he had apologized during that time frame. But since y'all pushed it so hard. He had to re-apologize and then forfeit his uh, his spot to host the Oscars. And it's like, r- really, y'all, y'all holding someone accountable for something he already apologized for during that time period and hasn't, I get hasn't made a joke like that since, like, that that's what we doing now, and then but like you know back to Dave Chappelle like, and I'm proud of Netflix, Netflix for doing this too. They didn't cancel this ep- uh, cancel the special, and I'm glad they did that, because he said nothing wrong. If y'all would just actually watch the entire episode uh, special, not just that special alone, just his previous specials where he talked about gay people. He's explaining it in the in the special on how he feels about that. So my thing is is like. Why do y'all still continue to try to cancel somebody off of what, not just what they stand for, but for what truth they're bringing to the table? That's my thing. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. They they definitely just have a lot of power right now. Granted, our society right now is very sensitive. So with that that being said, you know, they can get a lot of stuff off. People can get get off how they feel, which we want. We want people to express themselves and tell them uh, what's wrong. But, you know, they we're seeing that that can be weaponized right. against each other. So, right. I don't know. You just got to be you just got to be wary about what you're, you're saying and how you're moving with uh, certain type, certain type of people. So and like we can even go back to the whole the whole uh, baby situation. Like, like, you know, of course, you already know what he said. I rolling loud now. Granted. There's a lot of people that feel like he could have said that better, but 
overall, y'all took money out this man's pocket to feed his kids. That that was the overall thing. Y'all got mad about what he said about when it came to the whole AIDS and HIV thing. But if you really think about it, though, let's just let's just keep it real. When you see these HIV, you know, commercials, who's in them? There's straight people, and who else? There's gay people in there too. Oh, you said HIV. Yeah, those commercials that you that was that we see on TV. Yeah, who who's all in there? Mostly uh, black and gay people. Exactly. So it's just like that, and it, and that's so wild to me too. It's like they're trying to push that stigma and stereotype too, a lot. Yeah, but it's like it's still though. Like y'all, it's like y'all act like y'all the only ones that get you know talked about. You know how I many time you know I me mean? centuries black people have been talked about to this day, and white people too. But, you know, black people, we the always the main punchline. So it's just like, you know, some of us, like, we can brush it off because, like, we know it don't, it don't apply to us. But when it comes to a comedian, when he throws out, like, a funny stereotype about us, mm-hmm. it's a funny joke. Same thing when it comes to white people. Same thing when it comes to Hispanic people. Because it's relatable. And exactly. It's it. relatable. But it's like when it comes to the LGBT community, a relatable joke can get you canceled. Right. But not, it is, but it's like it's not all you know LGBT uh, people think like that. Some people actually find it funny, you know. But it's like, but it's a majority group of them that just feel like, nah, you can't say nothing about us. But it's like, if we can't say nothing about y'all, but y'all can say something about us, like that, that that don't sit right. It's like you trying to take away our you know joy, but y'all get joy out of talking about us if we say anything about y'all, whether it's positive or or, or negative. That's my thing. So just my thing is if y'all if y'all really want to talk to, you know, any celebrity about what they said, then do that. Don't, you know, go on social media or in front of any type of camera to expose them for something that, you know, they said or granted if, if it was wrong or not. But actually look at what they're saying, not just what you heard right. or wanted to hear. If anything, I should say that like don't. Don't look, don't uh try to hear what you want to hear versus like just hearing the entire thing. That's my thing. I agree. I don't got nothing else after that. Talk. You you pretty much hit the nail on the head for me. Uh, so now SYM topic. Now I ain't gonna lie. This has been a personal episode. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it's been a personal episode. So the topic today is weak-minded people and. We say weak-minded because it's like there's a lot of shit going on in the world when it comes to, like, you know, sexual assault, kidnap, rape, a whole bunch of stuff. But, you know, recently um, there was news that came out, not just in the, the rap world just, or just media in general, but Loki, this one hit close to home because, you know, we from Columbus, Ohio, and me personally, I went to this school district, Columbus City, and Recently, we found uh, we both found out that there is a teacher. I'm not going to name the high school because, again, if you're from Columbus, you already know, you know what high school I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But recently, there is a former teacher who was now who's now arrested for prostituting kids at the high school. Crazy. And I'm just like, and the thing is, man, like it shocked me on when I found out when I actually looked into it and who it was, and the fact that I was uh, on the on um on a bowling team at my high school centennial and we played this high school and i seen this guy so when i saw that when i was reading the information i'm like ain't no way this is the same dude i would see every time we would bowl bowl them when i was back in high school <laughs> so that shit that shit uh took me by surprise but 
it's not something new because even my own high school like in uh, 2012, like we had a similar situation too where our high school was on the news because a former uh, police officer was having sex with two high school students. Well, it, it that takes me back to uh, when I was in high school and junior high because I had this happen two times when in my school district. So in junior high, we had someone, uh, we had a teacher uh, that sexually assaulted or got caught sexually assaulting some kids uh, during during school. I think, I can't remember if it, was, if it was during school hours or like after school or whatever, but he got caught up, um, definitely lost, lost his job. School had to go through all that legal issues and stuff. Then come around when I hit in high school, this is probably around my, what, maybe sophomore, junior year maybe. The basketball coach, the women's basketball coach, uh, got caught up with uh, sexual sexual assault, or it was like either he was taking pictures of the girls in the locker rooms too. So I don't get it. I I just don't understand what's up with faculty and trying to talk talk to and touch uh, younger uh, kids. But I mean, I don't get it too. Now, then on on top of that too, though, um, we uh there was recent news um from. From what we uh, heard it from the shave room in a uh, Hollywood Unlocked, um, apparently a guy from OTF, um, I think his name like I think his name is like OTF like Dooley or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. I can't say it right, but recently there's been reports that he has sexually assaulted his ex girlfriend's five year old son. Crazy. So I'm just like, what makes you think? Like, what what in your mind thinks it's okay to you know? Mentally fuck up a young child's life all because what? I don't think you're weak-minded. I just feel like you knew what you were doing and you went along with your doing in doing that crime. Like, is it is it like you're not? Are you not? Are people not getting like action? Is it like I'm not understanding that? Like why? Why are they like what's so like what what stands out about you know you know scarring a young child's life a child that you know you can overpower because he's that, he's He's a child. Yeah, that's some. That's really some sick shit. I don't. I don't. Is this? Um, me trying to even like picture how they think that would be okay, or like wanting to do something like that is just mind blowing. It's like, bro, why? What makes you want to do something like that? I don't. And then y'all try to you know cover up by like apologizing for him why after y'all did it and buy them gifts. That doesn't work because whether y'all want to, whether y'all see it or not. Like younger kids, they're smart because they're not gonna forget, you know, what happened to them that vividly. You know, we we see a constantly on uh, you know, the C Wilco show, like where kids are involved, whether they got you know sexually uh, assaulted in a certain way or touched inappropriately or even raped. Like that story doesn't you know go away with them. That's gonna be with them for life unless you know until they get the right proper help to you know you know not constantly think about that, but. Again, man, a child, you you scarred a young, a young child's life, you know, and it's just like, and the fact you did it to your ex-girlfriend, it doesn't, that doesn't help either. Because, again, like, you know, I don't know, that, I, don't, I don't believe that was his kid or not, but just, if you de- develop a relationship with another person's child, and they look at you as, you know, a, you know, a parent figure, like, that means they trust you. And the fact you took away that young man's trust all because you wanted to fulfill your what sexual desires or some shit. I don't know, but it's just the fact that 
you literally went through with what you knew for a fact. You knew what was wrong. And now this young man is going to be scarred for the rest of his life again until he gets that proper help to, you know, not constantly think about that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's even more traumatic on the fact of his mother, yo ex. You know, so it's just like, really? I don't got no more words, Ty. It's really just, it's really sick out here. Like, niggas is really just doing the, I, I feel like I see this more and more on TV now, too. It's like, I feel like I'm seeing more sexual assault, sexual assaults, more just, like, nasty behavior. And I feel like also because the pandemic had happened and, you know, niggas is, been inside for like year plus that don't mean shit niggas been doing that before the pandemic ever right. came about you're right you're right but i just feel like it's just on like another like uproar i don't know i just feel like i'm just seeing it more now just coming out off of the pandemic and everything i just feel like people are just really just out here wilding and doing crazy shit because we were locked up for a, a year straight so i don't know it's just weird it's just crazy to me it's really it crazy well, yeah, I'm praying for that little boy and his family, but just Fox, big prayer. Oh, and uh, also too, I'm praying for uh, you know, students that were being prostituted by the teacher that got caught, but just, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that shit just don't make no sense. But just still, overall though, man, just if you an adult, don't look at kids like that. Now, <laughs> I'm not making any excuse, but like nowadays, you know, teens wear a lot of shit that's you know very promiscuous and like shit. Half the time. It's hard to even tell how old niggas is. Exactly, but still, though, if you a grown-ass adult, a grown-ass person in general, don't be looking at kids like you would look at someone around your age. Because, honestly, that that right there just gives you, you know, all the ideas that can run through your head about what you can do to them, what you can make them do because you feel like they weak-minded and they ain't going to – Nasty behavior. Yeah, just overall, man, just motherfuckers just sick out here, and it's just like – so, oh man. Oh <laughs> <sighs> no, I don't got nothing else, Ty. Yeah. Well, we're gonna wrap this episode up. Uh, now granted this was gonna be a lit episode, but due to technical difficulties with our camera, <laughs> yeah. We just gonna have to do this shit from the fucking audio. I mean we next time you see us, we're gonna be back on camera. We gonna take a lot of shit off the S D card and just for now on I feel like we gonna what, just once we done with the video, we just gonna like what delete it but save it. Or something like that. Put it on our laptop somewhere. Something somewhere just to get more space. But until then, though, man, this is Speak Your Mind 2.0. It's your boy T.Y. It's your boy S.Y.M. Seth. Yeah. Oh, also, too, real quick before we end the show, man, our homeboy Vintage Jazz finally dropped this album, Novocaine. Now, I ain't gonna lie, though. Like, I've been, I already listened to half the episode, half his album. And <laughs> half the episode. T- you know what I meant to say, but I, I had been listening to like half his album because I was in for most of the studio sessions, but. I ain't gonna lie to this is that's his uh best work for real. I ain't gonna lie though. And like there's one song I wanna play real quick that Loki fire as fuck. The message in itself speaks for itself. So sorry if you don't mind pulling up SoundCloud or something where we can listen to music on. Wanna play a song from Vince's Ass's latest album called Nova King. Go stream that shit right now. I got you, I got you. Hold on, let me see. What uh, is that? The song is called Bulletproof, sir. Bulletproof. And with that, we just going to sing y'all out with this song. And like I said, go stream. Go d- listen to this album. Like I said, one of his best projects, too. And until then, we will see y'all next time. And once again, this is Speak Your Mind 2.0. It's your boy, T.Y. It's your boy, Seth. And we out of here. Speak Your Mind 2.0. SYM Networks. Speak Your Mind.
Speak your mind, 2.0, S-Y-N. 